Do you know what you need? Seems to be what the texts are asking us today. Do you know what you need? Now, I've probably told you this story before, and I'll keep telling it because I like it so much. A very new kindergarten teacher had the very bad idea that for that storytelling time on the rug that most kids remember, most of us remember, each child should sit on that alphabet rug on the first letter of their first name. She had not thought this through. There was only one round of the alphabet on that rug, and while Q remained a spacious and welcoming place, other letters were not. Our own Tomas and his soon-to-be but not yet friend Tyron, two very advanced kindergartners who knew exactly what letter their name started with, both made haste to the T. Every day for a year, they ran to the T. There were lots of tears. It was unfair. We're hearing a story a little bit like that today in the gospel about labor and wages and money and what the kingdom of God is like. That's how it starts out. The kingdom of God is like what God wills for us. And what a week to be reading about labor as the United Auto Workers and the screenwriters are on strike and I'm sure others I don't know about representative of the struggle in our country in this time to ensure that everyone has their fair share, what they need. If you work, wouldn't it make sense that you wouldn't stand in line at crossroads in the morning or sleep on our streets at night or live to work as many jobs as you can manage to barely survive? Something's wrong in our economy. There's a guy that runs for governor every time in New York, every time you can, and his whole campaign is one line, the rent is too damn high. This story in the gospel is well before the time of the philosophers and economists who have told us what is natural and must be and right in the economy. It tells us something about God's economy and maybe even a little more about what we are like and have been like, what we need to be thinking about. So do you know what you need? Do you need to be safe? Do you need the people you love to be safer than they are right now? Do you need more money to feel secure? Do you need more meaning or purpose in your life? Do you need to let go of something? Are you trying to let go of something that holds on to you tight? Do you need opportunity? Do you need to be right? Do you need rest? The on-time morning workers in our reading need some justice. They're clear about it. They showed up at the right time and they put in a lot of effort, more than everyone else. The later ones must have felt so lucky and a little afraid of the earlier ones. Maybe there was already some rumbling during the day until there were even later ones. Maybe there was a little bit of solidarity between the first two, but those later ones must also have felt so lucky and then maybe afraid of everyone who got there before them in light of the owner's generosity, and let's hear that, generosity, and their fellow workers' response. Now, as the daughter of immigrants, I identify with those latecomers. So much hard work and effort and even stolen labor and injustice and stolen land and struggle and story made possible a pathway to immigration for my family who could almost on a whim 
choose a place for education and then decide to stay or not. Although, of course, it looks different from the place that they left, right? But generations of the faithful, and don't most of us find ourselves in many roles in this story, in those that have been there for a long time and those that are brand new. Some of us are the first in a groundbreaking way, some of you the first. Maybe you have an ancestor who was a first. But most of us are simply standing on the shoulders upon the efforts of many, known and unknown to us, some heroic that got up in that morning and did not ever see the time of wage in their lifetime except in their dreams. All of us have labored, probably off and on, no better or worse than anyone else, but we know, wow, aren't we so fortunate, most of us, and so grateful. And I suspect that when we try to justify in our minds why some suffer so terribly and all our brains try to do it, why we suffer so terribly at times, we might just make of our own efforts something more heroic than they have been. But the question is, do you know what you need? Those children out in the wilderness didn't know, didn't know at all. Slavery started to look good. And you wonder if you had asked them when they were enslaved what they wanted, they might have said, maybe the straw for the mud for the bricks and maybe, maybe if they couldn't hit us, maybe a little more support for our huts, maybe our children a little safer. Would they have said freedom? So let us pray for ourselves as well, that it isn't just the easy answers or what we think is possible or quick judgment or a moral one-upsmanship one on those for whom this life appears to be doomed to suffering, whose suffering is hard for us to watch. Let's choose not to be a people who make scapegoats and heroes. We can leave that work to Jesus because life is sort of like that alphabet rug in the end, isn't it? The point is absolutely to hear a story, the old, old story, but someone might have told us that there is lack where there is abundance. But yes, the story, those old stories and yours and mine, and of course we should belong to the circle, but there are some very bad ideas out there, some just not thought through, but some pretty malicious, and some coming at us from those who wish to lead us. So let us remember that there is plenty of room in God's economy and enough for everyone. You might be thinking, Winnie, we don't live in God's economy, and I disagree. There is nothing that is beyond our God. There's, there is no economy but God's economy, and there is no one but us to make it. A community in which everyone has what they need to live with dignity. A life in which you and I belong because we get to exercise our capacity, our labor, our curiosity, our creativity, our affection, our generosity for God's purposes in this time, to be free, to be ourselves in the power of God's dream for us. So do you know what you need? What do you think that is? Has it come to you yet? I invite you to place what you need in perspective of God's future, whatever it is. Figure out if it fits. I really hope it does. And whether it does or not, please bring that prayer to this table. Let it be transformed and made more true for you and for me, for us. You know, Tomas and Tyron had to share that tea for a year. I don't think either of them, who are now big guys in their 20s, would concede to this day that the situation was fair. But there really was no other solution. There is no other solution. 
So let us bring the needs of the world and of our hearts before the throne of grace where everything is possible.